Welcome in college football fans. This is the Extra Point Podcast with the College Football Experience. We are the College Football Experience bringing you our week eight college football pickums breakdown. These 10 games are all going to be doozies, man, and we have one going on right now, but the pick has already locked in the pool, and we will get to that in a minute. That is James Madison going on the road to face Marshall. But like I said, we will get to that in a minute. It is just me again tonight. Will is spending some time with the family. It is his little boy's birthday tonight. So he so he gets the night off. And again, this is podcast only. We are moving it to just podcast only because that's where we're getting the best numbers. So we're going to keep pumping it out there and having a blast with all of y'all. Let's take a look at last week's results. Drake. Drake Childress won the week last week with a 7-3 and three record. That was good for 38 points. You know it was a bad week when our winner had 38 points. It was a doozy. Will Bates also finished 7-3, and three, but he finished with 37 points. Man, that's just, the, that's just how those placements go. You really got to put a lot of value on certain games and sometimes you got to stick your neck out there and it just doesn't pay off Cody who is a frequenter on the podcast he went five and five but that was good for 34 points he finished third I finished 10th last week with the six and four record but I kind of stuck my neck out on a couple games put put a couple games high and I finished with 24 points we did have our first 0 and 10 of the season Carter our friend Carter went 0 and 10, but that was just because he forgot to do his pickings. Carter, shame on you, but you are a lineman. So you know what? I'm a thank you. That's an inside joke for the pickums group. But thank th- thank a lineman in your life. You you will be blessed mightily in return. Let's let's take a look ahead at week eight, baby. This is a pretty stacked week. And I'm excited to be able to talk about it with you here on the Extra Point. First game we're going to talk about, Penn State versus Ohio State. This is a battle of two undefeated teams. It's going to be taking place in the horseshoe, in the shoe in Columbus, Ohio, man. James Franklin going on the road. Hasn't really been known to win big games versus highly ranked teams man i've this was the game we were supposed to go to we were supposed to be leaving at five o'clock in the morning to go up to columbus but no we had a debacle with uh SeatGeek and i'm just gonna leave that at that but it's, instead we're going to tennessee alabama and i'm pumped for that but man can can this penn state offense kind of get going i think think this is going to be a defensive slugfest i think we really need to see drew Aller kind of pop in this game kind of be the guy that is able to go on the road be able to take control of this game early i i would love i would love to see this penn state running game finally get going with nick singleton and katron allen i think katron allen's kind of been i think he's kind of been i think he's been banged up for the past couple games so keep an eye on his health coming into this game and this Penn State defensive line I want to see how they can hold up against a run 
from Ohio State because that's what's killed them in the past couple years is that defensive line just hasn't been able to hold up over a span of four quarters. So I really want to see that from them. And this secondary from Penn State is legit. Kalen King's going to be on Harrison Jr. for the whole day. I don't think um, Ameka Abuka is going to be playing in this game. So really look for this Penn State secondary to put the lockdowns on this talented Ohio State wide receiving group. Transitioning to the Buckeyes, Kyle McCord, kind of like Drew, Drew Aller, I think Kyle McCord is going to have to win in the game. Because this Ohio State offensive line has not been great. We were able to kind of highlight that in the offseason that they were having to go get these two tackles from the portal. And if they didn't pan out, they were going to struggle. And they haven't necessarily been terrible, but they haven't been the caliber that they have needed them to be. And I think this running back room is really, really talented. Um. Travion Henderson, um, Mayan Williams. They've kind of both been battling just a little injuries throughout the year. And then you've had um, Abuka's hurt. Harrison Jr.'s not 100%. So I'm looking at this Ohio State offense to kind of be able to step up and be able to kind of fill some holes and kind of maybe pop in this game just a little bit. Like I said, they are going against a really stout defense for the Nittany Lions, I think this offensive line is going to have to step up. I truly, truly do to be able to run the ball and to be able to uh, be able to us uh, be able to establish the game plan for the Buckeyes. And can this defense get pressure on Drew Aller? Can this defense, who has a very solid defensive line, can they put JTT on? Penn State's right tackle because they have they do have the left tackle. I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not even gonna try. Can they put pressure on the right tackle with JT to a Malo out? And can they just put the pressure on him? Can they get to Drew Aller? Can they get him off his feet? Can they get him off? Can they get him off balance? And can they force him into into some bad throws? And then just some rush throws over the middle with a possible tip ball. I think this game's coming down to three things, which is kind of what every game comes down to. But specifically this one, I think this is going to come down to which quarterback plays the best, and that in turn, and and then that means which quarterback is going to take care of the ball. Whenever they do get pressure on them, because these quarterbacks are going to get pressure on them, can they hold on to the ball whenever they get sacked? And whenever the pressure does come, which one of these guys is going to step up in the pocket and make a play? Which one of these guys is going to make a play? I think it's going to come down to the quarterbacks and can they not turn the ball over? And then which team is going to be able to run and stop the run? Because which team can can uh, can come in and can establish their game plan, can establish the line of scrimmage? That's the team that's going to win this game. That's the team that's going to win this game. And so I, I'm going with the upset here. I'm going Penn State's going to go on the road, yes, on the road, and beat the Buckeyes. And I am so excited to be able to watch this game when we are in Tuscaloosa, and I am just ecstatic that I think the Buckeyes are going to go on the road 
and that that the that that the Nittany Lions are going to go on the road and get this win. I am gonna put I'm I am gonna put I'm gonna put that game pretty low. I'm probably gonna put it at about two or three because I know people will be going with the Buckeyes, but I think this game will be pretty split. Um, it'll probably be favored towards Ohio State just a little bit, but I'm going Penn State and I'm putting them low. Let's talk about the game that me and Will are going to be at this weekend. We are going to T-Town, Title Town, for the third Saturday in October, and hopefully at the end of the game we will get to smoke a stogie. Tennessee going on the road to Alabama. This is going to be an ugly game. This is going to be a very, very ugly game, I think. This is going to be a defensive slugfest. These teams are both, they have both have somewhat subpar quarterback play. They both have very dominant defensive fronts. And they kind of mirror each other in a um in a way. Um we can talk about we can talk about Tennessee first. They they look very dominant on the defensive side of the ball versus Texas A&M last week. And that they were really kind of able to control that side of the ball. And so when you look at that versus an Alabama offense, that's kind of feast or famine. And like they really haven't been able to run the ball that great this year. They're really only kind of explosiveness. Hasn't really come from the running game, but it's come from Jalen Milrow chunking the ball downfield and trying to hit a wide open guy, but that's really all this offense has really been able to do this year. Can this Tennessee front take advantage of a somewhat disappointing, well, I won't even say somewhat disappointing, from a very disappointing Alabama offensive line? I think they will. And can can Jalen Milrow be able to uh, be able to avoid the sack? I think he won't. I think he will um, every now and then, but I think for the majority of time, he will be getting constant pressure on him. I think he'll be having to. I think he'll be having to move out of the pocket. I think very rarely Jalen Milrow will have a clean pocket. And it's because of how good we've seen that this that this Tennessee front seven has been on the Tennessee offensive side of the ball. Man, this is just a pretty bad matchup for him. I think it all hinges on Joe Milton. Because I don't, I don't know if this running game is going to be able to go against this Alabama front seven. That is one of the best front sevens and one of the best defenses in the country. I think it's all going to depend on Joe Milton being able to run around and use his feet, and also maybe being able to use that cannon for an arm that he has and being able to connect on deep passes, kind of like Quinn Ewers did when whenever he came in to Tuscaloosa earlier this year and beat the Tide. So let's move on to Bama. Let's talk about the home team, the team we're going to go see. I think you're going to have to ride your defense in this game and just hope you can score more than 24 points because they've they've scored more than 24 points in every game besides the Texas game. They've won. Well, they scored 17 against South Florida. But against every team besides South Florida, which was uh, just a scrummy, wet, gross, nasty game, you've scored more than 24 points. So I'm going to go with Alabama here. I think this offense is going to be able to find a way at home in front of 100,000 plus to be able to find a way to 
grind and gruel this game out. I think they'll be able to make enough explosive plays. And I think Joe Milton's going to go on the road. And I think he's going to get a little rattled. I think this Alabama crowd is going to be into it. They know that this is a must-win game or they're out of the playoffs for all in for all of for all intents and purposes. So I'm looking for Alabama to get revenge for last year and take the dub. I'm putting this game right now. I have it at seven, but I have very little confidence. That's just because all the games below it I have I have less confidence in. So I'm going with Alabama at seven, which is pretty high, high confidence, but again, I have no confidence in this game. Man, this next game that we're going to talk about is a game that I wish both starting quarterbacks were 100% healthy because it would be a grueler. I I can't wait to watch this game, listen to this game when we are driving back from Tuscaloosa. The Duke Blue Devils go down to Tallahassee, Florida to take on the FSU Seminoles. Man, I wish Riley Leonard was healthy for this game. I truly, truly do. This this line is floating about 13 to 14 and a half. Man, this Duke defense is going to have to have the night of their lives. I truly, truly think that this Duke defense is going to have to put the team on their back on the road and force Jordan Travis to either just make some stupid plays and fumble the ball, force him into throws that he isn't comfortable in, get him out, get him moving, which is something that he's super comfortable doing, but be able to get enough pressure on him to where he is, where he does just have to throw the ball away. I, I don't know if Johnny Wilson is back for this one. I think he is because he was out last week. But, 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 but again, look for Keon Coleman to go up to – to go off here because he's going to have a challenge with this Duke defense that plays such sound, such smart football. And I think if Florida State, I think if they're able to score more than 20 points in this game without Riley Leonard, who I don't think is, who I don't think is going to play, I think Mike Elko came out and said that he would be, that he was going to be, um, that he was going to be doubtful for this game. So I don't think he's going to play. Which, man, that hurts me because I was so high on Duke coming into the season. But look look for this Florida State offense to kind of get pushed here. But I think Duke not having Riley Leonard is just going to be a little too much. So I am going to go with the Knowles here. But I'm going to look to put this one kind of low just because of how sound and how smart Duke does play. I don't think they're going to go on the road and get blown out. And I'm pretty sure this is homecoming for Florida State too. So so there's going to be a lot of pressure on them to get the job done. Man, heading out west, we're having a rematch from the Pac-12 championship game last year. Utah goes to the Coliseum down to LA to play a USC team that by all intents and purposes looked like dog water last week. Absolute trash. Absolute just filth and scum of a football team, especially on the offense side of the ball. 
when they went on the road to South Bend, Indiana, and lost to the Fighting Irish Notre Dame last week. Caleb Williams has got to play better in this game. Caleb Williams played terrible last week, probably the worst game of football he's probably played ever. And that was against a super good defense. And he plays another really good defense this week. So can they be able to get into an offensive rhythm? Because they haven't looked like they've been able to. And it's just been kind of Caleb go out there and play play hero ball. And that's not going to win you lots of games. It it will win you some games, but it won't win you big-time games. Because when you have big-time games against super big defenses, super strong, super talented, super smart defenses, you're not going to be able to get away with that. And so I think... I think that Caleb Williams is going to have to play one hell of a game, and I think he's going to. I think that Lincoln Riley and the Trojans will come home. I think they'll be able to take advantage of a Utah defense that is good, that is super, super good, but they are having to go on the road, and we do know what Utah is on the road the past couple years. They really don't play that well on on the road, and – this, I don't think that this Utah offense, even though this USC defense is nothing to write home about, and I think that Alex Grinch is going to get fired at the end of the season. I think that this, I just don't think that this Utah offense is quite good enough to go on the road and to might and to be able to match the firepower that is, well, that I think will be this USC offense on. Saturday night. So I will take the Trojans. I will take them low. I think I think I'm gonna put them about four. I think I'm gonna put them at the four range just so if I do lose, that it won't be that much. Cause I do think people will pick will pick Utah, but I just don't think this Utah offense without Cam rising still is gonna be good. And them going on the road is just gonna be too much for them. And the Trojans will take the dub in this one. Coming back across the country to South Florida. And what is two two-loss ACC teams playing a must-win game before we're halfway through the month of Well, we're three-fourths of the way through the month of October. Clemson with two losses going down to Miami with two losses. The the loser of this game is going to be distraught because they're going to have three losses before the month of October ends. Could you imagine? It's a, for Clemson. That's a super big deal because they haven't had three. They haven't had three regular season losses, and I don't know how long, but. They have a streak of of 10 win seasons that would be broken if they don't go on the road and win. And whenever you, whenever you look at Miami, they've had two ugly losses. Like, I think in the past two games, they've turned the ball over 15 times. Like, tell me how that's possible. Because I don't really know. I don't really know how it's possible. And so, 
they've just been getting so unfortunate when it's come to the turnovers against Georgia Tech at home two weeks ago and then against UNC on the road last week. But I think we could still see some quit come out of this Hurricanes team. I mean, they they do not play good at home. Cristobal has yet to get an ACC win at home because because home really doesn't feel like home to them. Home home feels like they're playing in a shell of an NFL stadium that obviously the players look like they don't like to play in. Tyler Van Dyke this offseason said he likes to go on he likes to go on the road. So they already don't like to play at home. And I think Clemson is I think Clemson is going to go in there. I think they're going to play sound football. I think they're going to play solid defensive football, and I think they're going to continue to to make Miami turn the ball over. I think they're going to be able to kind of expose this this Miami defense through the running game. I I think they're going to hit their running backs out out of the backfield, and I think they're going to try to I think they're going to try to be able to pick on these safeties in coverage. So I'm looking for Clemson to go on the road here and to get a big win. And I'm going to ride with that. I'm going to put Clemson at five. And I'm just going to ride with the more experienced coach going on the road against a team that does not like to play at home. That's kind of circling the toilet bowl, circling the drain. And if, and if, and if you see Clemson get up, 14 to nothing, 17 to nothing. I would be worried about quit factor when it comes to the Hurricanes. Let's break down the game that's happening right now that has already locked in on the Pickums. James Madison, 6 and 0, going on the road to Marshall, who is 4 and 2. I I'm riding with James Madison. They are good. I think I think they're the best team in this in the state of Virginia, so I'm riding with them. Really, don't know that much, um, about Marshall, but I just know that JMU is good, and I and I just know that they're gonna win the game. <laughs> so that is staying there, JMU, and and I currently have them at six. And from what my fun office pools app is saying right now, they're winning three to two and they are in the third quarter. So a really ugly game. That game's for sure going under. Um, I don't know what the total is, but it wasn't five. I can guarantee you. Wazoo goes on the road to Oregon after getting thumped at home by what has been a surprise Arizona team. Your boy at Arizona going over. Their win total of four and a half, just just saying. And I'm pretty sure they are four and two um, coming into this week. But, I mean, if you are the Washington State Cougars, you are reeling after what was just such an embarrassing loss at home. And, and then you have to go on the road and you have to play a pissed-off Oregon team who I think feels like they should have won the game last week. Just, but it's just the ball didn't really bounce their way. The cookie really didn't crumble for them. It crumbled for Washington. But if, but I feel like if you play the Oregon versus Washington game a hundred times, 
think Oregon wins 65 to 70 of those times. And I think Oregon feels the same way. So they're going to be pissed. Like they're going to be so mad. And I think they're going to play lights out at home. Absolutely lights out. And I look for this game to probably be, this has blowout potential. This truly, truly does. Because when you look at the state of Wazoo, their their season for a Pac-12 championship, it's essentially over. So you could see quit factor with them, them be able to them have to go on the road into what is one of the most hostile environments in the Pac-12. I mean, them having to go into a hornet's nest, and an absolute hornet's nest. I think this Oregon defense will want to show up. I think this Oregon defense will want to show out. I think they've heard about Cam Ward and all he can do through the air and all he can do with his legs. I think that they're going to come in fired up. And I think this Oregon offense is also going to come in. I think they're going to be fired up. I think that my boy Bo Nix is going to come out and I think he's going to play very sound, very, very solid football. Get the ball to Troy Franklin. Get the ball to their running backs. And then I think he's going to have him a game. I think Oregon's going to win this one pretty handily. And, of course, you can tell by the way that I'm talking about it. I'm very confident in Oregon. I have them in my 10 slot. The the the. the the next two games are SEC games that Mississippi State goes on the road to Arkansas. This is just this this one. If you aren't a serious college football fan, this this one's not going to interest you. But it very much interests me because it is an SEC game with two coaches that I think could be fired at the end of the season. So it's a must win for both of them. And I'm just straight up. I think Mississippi State is bad. I truly, truly think they're bad. So many people were hyped on them just because they have such a veteran roster. Juniors, juniors, seniors, juniors, seniors, seniors, super seniors, COVID year seniors, all over the place. But their new offense is just not good. It's just not good. And I think them like changing to a defensive minded team right after having coach leach rip is it it just doesn't work and i think zach arnett will be gone at the end of the season i just think he was a temporary placeholder in the wake of a very very tragic situation and i think they're gonna go on the road I think they're playing an Arkansas team that is super desperate to get a win. That showed fight, showed so much fight against Alabama in the second half last week. I think that KJ Jefferson is just going to be too much in this game. And I'm going to go with the home team, the Arkansas Razorbacks, to get the win in the 12 o'clock window. And I'm putting that game high. I'm putting that game high. I'm putting it at nine, and I'm riding with the hogs next man we got the battle of the columbias we got south carolina versus missouri this is an sec east battle which i think is the second worst team in the east south carolina 
and Shane Beamer, who's kind of been throwing a little hissy fits with, with the media, kicked something he shouldn't have and snapped his foot. Going on the road, play Eli Drinkwich, Coach Drink, and the surprising, surprisingly good Missouri Tigers. Probably the second best team in the SEC East. It's either going to be them, Tennessee, or Florida. And that is saying something. So I I think I'm going to go with the more sound team here, and that's Missouri. They have the better defense. They have the better offensive line. I think they have the more veteran coach. They are at home. They're coming off a big win on the road versus Kentucky. And I think that we're going to see Missouri kind of open it up here. South South Carolina is two and five. I think we're going to see them kind of kind of like I've been talking about with a couple of these teams kind of show just a little bit of quit kind of show just a little bit of, yeah, we're, we're down. We, we just blew a 10 point fourth quarter lead last week and just, just that toxic kind of junk gets into these locker rooms. And I think these teams just kind of quit. So I am going with Missouri here to be able to throw the ball with Brady Cook and Luther Burden and um, Wheeze and for their defense to kind of step up and contain Spencer Rattler, sack him a couple times, and get a big win at home. I'm putting that at eight. So I'm putting a lot of weight at eight with the Missouri Tigers getting a win over the South Carolina game Cox. Last but not least, man, last but not least, Oklahoma State going on the road to Morgantown to face West Virginia. Oklahoma State, man, they're such a weird team this year. They're such a weird team. They lost to South Al to it was either their first or first or their second game. They they lost to South Al. Kind of were able to settle on a quarterback and They've kind of gotten hot now, kind of gotten hot. And they're going on the road to a West Virginia team that just lost to Houston. Possibly the worst team in the conference on the road lost to them on a hell freaking merit. So what do I think is going to happen in this game and who do I think is going to win? I am riding the hot hand. I am riding the hot hand. I am going with Oklahoma State to go on the road and get Mike Gundy a signature win of the season versus what some people said should have been a ranked West Virginia team last week who has just been riddled with injuries. I mean, absolutely riddled with injuries. So I am riding the hot team and fading the very injured team in West Virginia going with the pokes in this one to go on the road and get a dub. And like I said, whenever I was bringing down the Tennessee versus Alabama game, we are going to be in Tuscaloosa this weekend. We are going to be vlogging our trip there from the second that we leave the driveway, the second that we leave T-Town. We are going to be vlogging the whole thing, and we're going to bring it to y'all as soon as we can when we get back, get this video cut and edited, and bring it to y'all with what we really designed this whole college football experience to be about man and we cannot wait can't wait to be in brian denny stadium this saturday 
just just again wanted to say thank y'all for listening thank y'all for taking the time out of y'all's day to sit down and just chat with me about our cfb pickums and a little bit of college football if you would take the time to subscribe to our youtube channel at the college football experience and our instagram and our and our tiktok as well you will find us there at the college football experience and please share all of our stuff man that would be fantastic and help us kind of get some eyes on these videos that we're going to be bringing to y'all very soon until next time everyone take it easy and enjoy yourself some saturday college football